fucking real shit. Okay, what has brought you the most joy and the most challenge, and how has that shaped you today? Mm, I like these. Woo, the most joy and the most challenge that has shaped me today. Well, the most challenge that has shaped me today is obviously freaking losing my whole business and life. But for me, the joy, <laughs> I'm so I'm so cheesy when it comes to that. For me, the joy truly is, you know, success for me is emotional and physical and mental well-being. And now I feel like I'm getting to do that with my best friend um, inside my business. And we talked about it just last night. I'm like, didn't want to do dough, didn't really want to be in food, but kind of good at it. And so that's kind of bringing me the most joy in life that I'm really good at something. And not only are we good at it together and singly and whatever, we're, we're changing the world with it, which is so freaking crazy. <laughs> so what in, what in life and in the situation that has shaped you has been the most negative part and how do you move forward with the negative? Mm, say that again, the beginning. So in the biggest thing that's changed your life, what's the biggest negative in it? And how do you Well, do I consider the negative in it like that I had to lose my life because that's what I consider negative, but it's not negative because it brought a very joyous, better moment now. And But how did, I mean, is that, can that be the negative? It can, yeah. And how it shaped me is it taught me to be a better freaking human. It taught me, you know, I think we all have our opinions, right? And people share their opinions sometimes too much, but is it just an opinion? Or are we just being good humans and doing good things for people? And so I think it shaped me on making me learn about myself. It made me start taking time to do things for myself and telling myself that's not okay to think like that or stopping if I did speak to somebody and being like, would I want to be spoken that way? Because do people actually stop and really turn around anything they say about anybody or do to somebody and do they think what I actually want that done because I think the most answer is no so so life has rough edges in learning through the twists and turns what failed route has made you navigate your business in the right direction if well I failed route immensely as a leader when I first started I was a I was a great leader in the rule following part and in running the business, but I wasn't a great leader for other people. I still was a great motivator, but I wasn't a leader. I think there's like a big difference there. I was great at motivating people, but I wasn't the best leader. And probably because my cup was so empty, I couldn't really lead anybody because I didn't have anything to give. And the end of that question, what was it? How did it, what? How do you use the failed route to make oh. this route better. So I used that failed route of being not, I, I wouldn't say I wasn't a good human because I did great human things. I was kind, I was courteous. I just, you get stressed out and your cup's not empty and you really can't give anybody anything and you kind of just lose control of yourself, right? You lose control of your mouth sometimes, your emotions, your availability for people. And so it helped me in this route because I can slow down, although we're still so busy, I can slow down and go, okay, Am I doing this right? I can ask my bestie, you know, how do you feel today? And she could ask me how I feel today. And I can really navigate actual communication based on emotions to make sure we all actually feel good and make a great environment for everybody. What is this phase of life teaching you right now? Oh yeah, so this phase of life is teaching me, it's okay to, it's okay. Mm. 
I felt so undeserving or like I'll never be able to get anywhere because everything was kind of taken. But this phase of life has told me like, it's been so hard getting to where we are. <laughs> it's been so hard. And so it's like, it's always going to be this hard. It's never going to get better. And it finally is almost, almost sunshine and rainbows basically. And it's like, I am deserving. We are worth it. There are good humans out there. People can all treat each other. Women can all work together. It can be a positive thing, a positive environment. And everybody, it's just, it's beautiful right now. And it teaching me that joy and happiness is okay and slowing down is okay and letting my guard down again is actually okay have you cared and nourished yourself lately and how do you do that and how would you teach others to do that have i done it lately for me in my mentality i have emotionally i've been taking care of myself a lot more maybe maybe i still do work you know 12 13 hours a day but mentally and emotionally i'm coming home and i'm checking out and to me, to be able to check out and breathe, that's a big thing. Or to even really enjoy an hour of TV is a big thing for me. So how would I teach somebody else? Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I give the advice of choose you, do the best thing for you, be a great human while you're doing it, but choose you. And it's okay to say yes to everything that is going to make you better. Whatever gives you grace, whatever gives you some passion, whatever fills your cup up, do it. And for me, it was so chaotic back then. Solitude is so good for me. It is so good for me because it's really all day with people, you know, and, and sometimes it's just no mental. Sometimes I go pee and I'm like, what? I just got in here. But it's not really even, it doesn't really bother me, but I like that I can challenge myself because I'm not good at stopping, that I can breathe in solitude. But like I told Courtney last night, if it's going on a weekend concert Woo! Rave every three weeks and that fills you up. Go do it. Then don't even apologize. Okay, so to embrace and accept change in life transitions, how do you teach others to do that? Because <sighs> I, I hate life changes. I don't hate day-to-day -day changes. I hate life changes. So the biggest thing I can tell anybody is you're never really promised tomorrow. We can have everything today and tomorrow we might have nothing. I literally can't protect the staff or us or Twisted Joe from losing everything tomorrow. All I can do is say, let's do it together. Let's make sure you know you have a team, a family, a support group. Because if you have that, if you have somebody to lean on through really dark times, truly, it's going to be okay. No matter what change you got to endure. It's like the little lady at our shop doesn't really have anything. Courtney offered her stuff. I offered her stuff and it brought her tears. And she's like, I don't know why y'all would do any of that for me. I was like, because it's just sitting at my house. And because I take in real big advantage of when people did anything and everything they could when I had nothing to see people come out of the woodworks I don't talk to or haven't talked to in a long time. Just give me things. And so we didn't, we didn't ask you. We, we told you we wanted to. So you should just take it. It's not anything off our back. We don't even, the people giving to other people, they don't really think twice about it. I got a TV, I don't even need it. It's been sitting in that room for two years. To that person, what you're emotionally doing for them, you're breaking their heart to know like you're taking care of them. And like they do, most people really don't feel like they have anybody. They don't feel like that. And what I learned through my trauma is I had to learn that it was okay to ask for help and I had to quit caring. 
That's the biggest thing I learned. I didn't even, I had to ask for help because I, liter I literally had nothing. I had to sell my home. At least I had a car still, but I had nothing. So if I didn't ask for help, I wasn't even going to survive. So now that is one thing I learned is I don't care to ask for help. If, if somebody doesn't want to help me, they definitely won't. But if they do, they definitely will. So to overcome and truly help someone experience the dark places they're in, how, do you, how would you teach someone to cultivate the atmosphere of like releasing the toxic things in their life between like family, friendships, just like toxic traits that they may have? How would you teach someone to cultivate a positive atmosphere? Cultivating a positive atmosphere when it's not already in your atmosphere is super hard. I have a disadvantage there because my family are just the most amazing human beings in the whole wide world. But it was toxic at my first workplace. It was super toxic with everything and everybody. And like, it was almost like too far gone. There was too many people in there. Like you couldn't, you couldn't even control everybody. It was like, everybody was like on the loose, you know, like, I don't like it. I'll stab you. It was just so bad. So, this time I just said, it just won't happen. And people are like, well, how did you just make that not happen? You just bring in one good human being, you set some boundaries and standards, and then you bring in another good human being, and you set some boundaries and standards, and all of you understand that there are these boundaries and standards of what you need and honor, and so like to get rid of it, you just have to not feel bad for choosing you. You have to get rid of negative energy, and don't feel bad you can't, you know, be there for that human anymore because it's not good for your soul. And what's more important at the end of the day, you surviving or you just helping somebody else that probably really doesn't care or, or when you need help surviving, are they actually there helping you survive? And if they're not, you just have to like do you, make decisions for you, make you happy, make sure your cup's filled up emotionally, mentally, and physically. What? I'm gonna kill her bird. <laughs> well, self-awareness of what? <laughs> I'm gonna kill her bird. <laughs> That's what I sound like. What is your tool for your own self-awareness? Oh, to be self-aware of what? Anything? Anything negative? Uh, well, my tool is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not listening to myself. You know, I kind of mentioned to you last night, like, I literally stop and try to hear myself well finest is like you sit with something you know like do you sit have you sat with that have you tried to just be quiet and listen so when I speak I try to actually hear myself I hear others very well but I try to speak and hear myself did I hear myself for if I'm doing good for myself how I'm speaking to others so I guess my self-awareness would be the ability to my tool is listen to what I'm doing and watching my own actions how do you recharge? Mm. Um, I just plug myself in. <laughs> it's like a car battery, and then I'm ready to go till the gas runs out. And sometimes that's like 24 hours. <laughs> How do I recharge? Solitude and exercise for me. It's just, that's literally all I like to do. And sometimes work recharges me. And then some people think I'm crazy for that, but work recharges me. So, but that's where I tell everybody, like, that's crazy different across everybody's board. Some people, we know one recharges by a book, one recharges by being quiet, one recharges by watching hours and hours of bad TV, 
One recharges by dancing and singing their life away at a concert. You know, one recharges by church. So my recharge is work, exercise, or honestly, I just love a freaking good wine night with some snacks on the and watching some TV. Shark Tank. <laughs> Dang, what are you got all these questions in your phone for? Do I think I'm living a meaningful life? Now I do. I almost feel like I wasted six years of my life, although I was successful. It was only successful money, but I had no clue that money had no meaning to life. <laughs> it had none. It didn't mean anything. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, I wasted all my mid-adult years having an unmeaningful life, which stunk because I thought I was so filled up back then, but now I'm living a so meaningful life because everybody has to work because I'm going to work and I'm coming home and I'm... I get to go in at the time I want. I get to get my exercise in. I get to have dinners with my families, my best friends, go to concerts, take cruises, weekend vacations. So meaningful life. Heck yeah, I'm living a meaningful life now. <laughs> and new spot. And cut. And cut.